0: We all know a dollar today doesn't spend the same way as it did 20 years ago, and we're seeing that in the markets today. So on today's show, we'll talk about inflation and what it means to your portfolio. We're untangling financial issues.
1: Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Paran.
0: Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial
1: advisor and partner with CloudVestor.
0: You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages,
1: from those just starting out up to retirees. It's your finances, Untangled.
2: Untangling your finances. Mo Param does it. He does it right here on this podcast. And it's great to have you along. Thank you so much. You're wise beyond your years for listening to this podcast. And it is Your Finance is Untangled with Mo perm. Hey, Mo. How are you today? Hey Dave. Dave, I'm doing great. How are you? It's all good. It's all good. Um, you know, I feel like we're getting even we've made some good steps lately to get back to normal with the CDC recommendation that came out yesterday as we're recording on Friday, May 14th uh, about the mask indoors. You know, we're just getting we're taking steps closer to normal.
0: Yeah, that was reassuring. You know, if you've been vaccinated, then CDC says you don't no longer have to wear a mask. Yeah. Indoor or outdoor. So that's, yeah, that's one step getting closer to to normal. Yeah, and that is uh, for vaccinated people. You are correct. That is there. for vaccinated folks, yeah. yeah. And what was it the other day? Um, now teenagers are able to get, uh, what, was it Pfizer? Yeah, I think. I, you, think, I it, think they're able to get the Pfizer vaccine.
2: I mean, yeah, they're they're lowering those ages. Um and we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. You know what else is happening now? Because What's things that? had to step in. Now, <laughs> not in all places <laughs> of the country, because of that colonial pipeline hack. Oh my um, gosh! And panic on the part of people. Um, I know there were lines at gas pumps, gas stations running out of gas, and it was panic. It was people who who filled up five or six, seven plus containers of those gas cans, you know, in addition to their
0: car. And, yeah, leaving no gas for anyone else or just premium gas. Just like they did with toilet paper. I know. What's the deal with that? You know,
2: I was actually more stressed over the toilet paper. I, I feel like, <laughs> you know, I can always Uber somewhere or
0: walk if I have to. Uh, or stay home, right? We're in a stay-at-home <laughs> economy. But unless you have a bidet, you, you can't do anything without toilet paper, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I was
2: thinking of alternatives uh, at the height of COVID. Fortunately, I never ran out. I was looking at, at, um, at like, old clothes I could shred up. This is gross. I don't even want to get—I never got there. That's good. Hey, uh, here's something we're seeing now, and it's what we're talking about, and that's inflation. And we're feeling it right now. Lumber, gas, oh, gas, everything.
0: Yeah, and inflation is a real, is a living and breathing thing. And, you know, when, you, when you're just going along life, not really paying attention, you may not feel it, right? Because maybe everything in your world, everything that you buy, you don't notice the increases over time. But certain items, you do see it. Right, you, yeah. you see the value of wow! I can't believe you know eggs cost this much or milk cost this much or we or noticed gas. the gas pump. That's the one we, we always, always pay noticed to. the gas pump. Yeah, right. We always notice. I mean, a year ago, right? I think a gallon of gas here in Atlanta, on average, was probably a dollar seventy-five, a dollar eighty. You know, for quite quite a time, quite a bit of time. Now it's two eighty, two ninety. Right? But you know, and that's a dollar per gallon. Gas, that, that adds up over
2: time. Gas is a weird phenomenon in the whole world of inflation because what you just said was lower than a gallon of gas cost in 1991. Average price $1.81 then. And at a time, it got down lower than that this year. Now we're heading back up. Remember where mm-hmm. we were in 2008 with gas? Remember oh, how high it was
0: then? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't driving back then, but I do remember, you know, uh, seeing like $4 at a pump. Uh, or an, and and like, over. Oh, yeah, And over, yeah. Yeah, it, it got
2: ridiculous for a while there. And then, of course, the economy collapsed briefly. Um, but, you know, that's, <clears throat> and I was telling you, we were doing a little bit of research before the podcast. And I, I said, what's a, how much is a dozen eggs now? And because something about eggs, I never look at the price of eggs. I, I do open it up to make sure none are cracked because that's, right. that's what you're supposed to do. But I don't, I don't. I look at the price of gas, but I don't look at the price of eggs.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 one of those things. They see like it's, it goes back to some of these items are just staples in our day to day lives. And you know, if you think about, well, a dollar something that costs a dollar now it's up a dollar and 10 cents for instance yeah you don't even notice that 10 cents but that's a 10 percent increase yeah exactly and and the next year if it goes to a dollar 20 again on a percentage wise that's huge right but as far as the impact on your wallets you don't necessarily notice it but things like gas where you're driving around town and you're constantly refueling and you're really feeling and you're really seeing that impact
2: I'm going to show you how old I am. And don't be calling nursing homes to check me in when I tell you this. <laughs> okay, I won't. Uh, I rem- first time I ever heard of inflation was when Gerald Ford was president. And he came out with these win buttons. And the win stood for whip inflation now. And I really didn't understand it. But why do we <laughs> – this is going to – I've never what? heard of that before. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a Gerald Ford thing. Why do we have to have inflation? I mean, why is it just the natural course of things or is it manipulated? Why do we have inflation?
0: Oh, it's it's, you know, inflation is the, the gradual, you know, gradual rise of prices. Right. And it's a decline in purchasing power over time. So some inflation is just caused by supply and demand. Right. If we have enough demand and not enough supplies, then that that causes pricing to go up. But if we have too much supply and not enough demand, then price goes down. So in a you know in in the kind of economy that we have right now, I think it's just a natural occurrence of of uh, if we're if we have too much stuff, right? We're in a very consumer friendly economy right so if mm-hmm. we have too much stuff then the stuff that we have no longer has as much value but when things are rare then it adds more value and more adding more value means it costs more
2: yeah well I mean and sometimes it is uh, caused by humans like the the panic with the gas thing recently
0: <clears throat> Which- yeah but it can you know it, it, inflation is real you know if it's if if and if there's too much if inflation rises too much and too fast mm-hmm. it can it can dis- destroy an economy you know we've seen in um you know if you think back in 2018, which is not that far ago mm-hmm. not that long ago, check this out Venezuela had an inflation rate that hit over a million dollar a month. Oh and my it caused God. the economy to collapse. Yeah, I think yeah, I remember that. You remember that, right? Wow. Think so, about that. A million dollars, a
2: million percent. A, a month. million percent. A God million me. percent.
0: <laughs> I mean, I laugh, but it's but like- No, it's it's, I'm, I'm just taking it in. Yeah. Yeah. So if left unchecked, <laughs> it, it, it can really, it can really hemorrhage an economy and cripple it.
2: Now, if, right, if I were to go its- there in 2018 then with just my money, am I better off- there with a million percent inflation i mean can i go buy a lot or no the price goes up there in the their currency up. but how does it uh that
0: stuff yeah thing. i mean like you know the it, it all depends on what the value of a dollar is in yeah and the, uh, the venezuelans <laughs> currency right but still that is i mean that is crazy that the price of you know, we go back to toilet paper. I know Venezuela isn't really known for its oil and its gas, right? So yeah. really for its oil. <clears throat> so if you think about what the cost of gas, heating your, like heating your home, electricity, um, feeding your family, if we're getting to inflation rates of that, that high of, of, of a number, I mean, no, no investment return, right? No, no pay increase when your employer can keep up with rates of that high at all. Well, just to go back to that million percent,
2: <laughs> I'm thinking about, sir, a pack of gum. Is that all for you today? Well, that'll come to $582,000. <laughs> How, um, all right, not not all places of work or, you know, where you work, they don't all give you periodic uh, cost of living adjustments, so. Inflation is there. I mean, what do you have to do? Are people having to get side jobs, or
0: you know, side jobs, um, cutting back, right? Cutting back on different expenses, um, cutting back on uh, just luxuries, right? When when we're in, when our income isn't keeping up with inflation, then we have we have a decision to make. You know, what are we going to cut off? What are we going to do to to keep up uh, to make up that gap? And it can be, you know, we'll, we'll work depending on what kind of uh, occupation you have, right? Some occupations have overtime, right? We do a lot of work with federal employees, mm-hmm. and so they have the opportunity to work overtime. So that's another way to to make up for maybe your base salary isn't isn't increasing, but if you work a few extra hours uh, slash a side gig, that can increase your income. And but also it could mean the difference between. Uh, you know cable and maybe we're just going to have our subscription um you know streaming right we're just going to do netflix instead of having an actual full-blown cable that'll save us a 100 bucks a month yeah or it could be well we were used to having a five day vac, a week-long vacation with our family maybe we'll just do a weekend vacation this year right so we you make adjustments one way or another but if we're not if we're not keeping up with the cost of living on an annual basis, if we're not keeping up with our savings, right, or or with our income over time, then our dollar, our spending power reduces. And again, it it's a major lifestyle adjustment that needs to be made.
2: Yeah, it's um, wow, it's a, it's a shame that you have to to go back and cut back. Um, I, what I hear all these terms, and you know, you understand these better than I do. Sure, the uh, like out of the Fed and some of the strategies they have to manipulate things and they can do that. And I mean, they, I'm sure they're doing it for the good of the economy, but like, for instance, what is quantitative easing? I knew you were going to ask me that. You knew I was going to ask you what quantitative (laughs) easing is.
0: You you hear that, Uh, you hear that term all the time. Yeah. Um, and, um, it's a, It's. I'm trying to see if I can. If I can keep it. Put it in. like in lay terms. Yeah. Uh, let's see. How can I. How can I. How can I. Explain that very. Easily. It is quantitative easing. It's essentially. Increasing the money supply. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the central bank. So essentially, the government is injecting money into the economy. And when you when you're injecting that money into the economy, it eases the pressure on uh, the central banks to and the central banks and government bonds, right, and for other financial assets. Okay. Because the government is literally printing and injecting money into the economy.
2: And their goal there is to expand <clears throat> economic activity. So, if inflation to keep it does so it says to keep inflation in check.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's to keep inflation in check, all right? And so that's one of the, that's one of the the, the fears. We saw some sell offs in the market uh, earlier this week as we as we're recording, and some of it has been feared with uh, uh, the, the idea that inflation is on its way, right? So you're seeing a lot of growth stock companies um, uh, being out of favor by investors and asset managers. So you're seeing a lot of sales in those, in those, uh, in those type of stocks. And the idea behind it is a lot of growth companies, well, they, their revenue, right? Anything that they generate, well, sometimes they're just, uh, reinvesting it in the business, right? Mm -hmm. Research and developing, growing, building, expanding, hiring, building, expanding. And so, you're they're not you're not going to really necessarily see a lot of the returns as an investor until later on right until they until whatever they're investing in with the company starts to materialize and that might be two three four five years down the road right so you're almost yeah so you're betting on the success of these growth companies because they're growing over time but inflation but if inflation starts to creep up right well, whatever projected growth you're you anticipating all of a sudden can be eroded Well, will be eroded theoretically by inflation. I can see so, that
2: because I was just talking to someone, this is in the simplest terms, they're, They they need a new deck and they're not building a new deck now because of the price of lumber. So if the yeah. price of lumber is going up and then people start pulling back from buying it then does that fix its, does it fix, does the problem fix itself or?
0: It could be, it could be, that could increase, that could decrease, uh, because it goes back to what I was saying before. So if people aren't, let's just take take the deck, for instance, well, if homes aren't being built, right, if there's not a demand for for building homes, Mm -hmm. right, and if there's not a demand for, uh, enough of a demand for home repairs, like building a deck or whatever it may be, then you'll have this supply and there's not a much of a demand. Okay. And so how do we how do we raise the demand back up? Well, we, we lower the price, right? And so th- the problem with that is, yes, that could fix the cost of lumber, right, for instance, but if that's over a broad general sec- uh, a general economy overall, then what's going to happen is that could cause a little bit of stag, stag well, uh, I guess a stagnation in the economy, right? Because people may be waiting, right? Waiting for the price to drop, and so there's no activity, right? And so you continue to do that over time, then it could cause a slowdown in, in the economy because people are just waiting, right? They're waiting, waiting, waiting for the price to drop, and they're not doing anything, and so that too much of that going on can cause you know the the, the economy just to stay stagnant. Speaking of stag what is stagflation? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just stop saying these words and then you're going to introduce them to. <laughs> uh, stag stagflation is when the uh, basically when inflation remains too high uh, and the and the economy is not growing over time, right? Inflation is just way too high, economy is not growing and unemployment is rising okay at all you add that into uh, into a pot you'll have unemployment that increases the demand right the demand decreases because you know if we have uh, if you have rising unemployment, then people are going pres people are naturally going to preserve as much of their income as much of their cash flow as possible because they're afraid of losing their job or if they've lost their job, they're afraid of not being able to find a new occupation anytime soon. So the natural thing is we're going to spend less, right? And so that, 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 that relationship between, between inflation, unemployment, and demand is what's called stack, is called stagflation.
2: Okay, I've got to take a moment, and this was in my contract for the show. When we talk about subjects like this, I have to have a moment to go to my happy place <laughs> just <laughs> so I can give my mind a rest. Hang on a second. I'm at the beach. Yes. You have to get your mind off these things. Yeah, because my mind's not built to truly comprehend this. I think Mm -hmm. I might just know the questions to ask. But here's what we're going to do coming up. We're going to look at some strategies to battle inflation. We're going to go to war with it. How do we survive this (laughs) battle? And Mo's going to break that down along with quantum physics. That's coming up (laughs) on Your Finances Untangled.
1: And close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's Cloud Vesters. That's cloudvesters.com.
2: Your finances untangled and back into the conversation. Consumer advocate Dave Perkins with Mo Param of Cloudvestors. Cloudvestors, a fiduciary firm recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. I don't think I mentioned Cloudvestors when I opened the thing up. And uh, hey, that's an important thing to get in. Cloudvestors.com. Uh, actually, Mo can help you get your blueprint for your financial life. We're looking that's right. at inflation. And uh, I I think this is pretty accurate. We pulled up average prices. And uh, Mo and I decided, let's just go back 30 years. We don't need to go back to when a car cost $32. So we only went back 30 years to 1991. Um, Average price of gas I mentioned earlier, $1.81. And Hmm. um, we got pretty close to that. Actually, we got pretty close to that uh, at the height of the pandemic, didn't we? I mean, it got really low, not down that low. But uh, price of a stamp. 29 cents, now hmm. 55 cents. When did you last uh, put a stamp on anything, Mo? Oh, man. <laughs> I can't I, tell you. Gosh, I can't I, tell you. Uh, I, don't, I don't do that. A dozen <laughs> eggs. I, I couldn't have told you it, what uh, the price of a dozen eggs. And this is actually hadn't gone up that much if, if the information here is accurate. 1991, a dollar one, a dollar and a penny. A 62 now. Gallon of milk 280 in 1991, 358 now. A movie ticket hmm. 421 in 1991, 916 now. And wow. a car, a new car. 15,473 in 91 to 39,000 now average price.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's huge especially the car 39 for almost 40 grand for a new car.
2: Yeah. And I, I mean, I just really, I mean, that was quick research. I Googled average price of car in 91, average price of car in 2021. And, um, that sounds about right.
0: 30, yeah. in that's 30 years. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and which isn't that long of a time frame, right? I'm, I'm 39. So we're talking about when I was nine years old mm-hmm. and, you know, 30 years has you know gone by in a blink of an eye. So, when you think about retirement planning, for instance, right, You, we have – actually, I was doing a workshop earlier this uh, – a face-to-face workshop earlier this this week. Now, we've gone back doing face-to-face because you know we're reopening yeah. in some aspects. But uh, you know, some of these uh, – it was a retirement workshop, and so I guess probably the average age in the audience was – I'd call it 65, 60, 65, 60, 65, 66, maybe somewhere around there. But well, I bring this all up because I, I, I was telling them you know in some aspects you hear the conventional wisdom or the conventional thoughts of hey you're turning 65 you're getting ready to retire you need to be conservative with your investments right because you're retired you don't have that much of a time frame you need to be you need to be conservative Well if you're 60 years old mm-hmm. right and you have good genes you take care of yourself you eat right um, you may be with us for 30 years. Mm-hmm. All right. quite easily so in, quite easily right we're we're living longer today yeah you know, with the advancements of medicine and technology and you know eating right diet and everything and, and all that good stuff so you can be with us for 30 years shouldn't you shouldn't your investment accounts ad- adapt or adjust or be positioned for a long-term investor yeah it's like we're having old thinking on that kind of we right.
2: need to uh, uh, step up the strategies or our thinking on it at least to today yeah, it,
0: yeah if they if the cost of goods are going up <laughs> and we still need to live we still need to spend right i mean at the end of the day if gas is going up and you're still and you're retired you well you still got to go from point a to point b if the you know, if a new car, I mean, imagine ride, driving a car for 30 years, right? You're probably going to have to get a new car in, yeah. in the time way, in your retirement years, right? So if the cost of a car goes from 15 to 40 grand over the course of 30 years, then you're as, as, essentially, long story short, is your investments at a 30-year window, 30-year runway. Why are you taking so much? Why, why aren't you taking some risk I mean, it,
2: you, So you shouldn't let in, like we're seeing uh, what appears to everybody to be a, an inflation spike now. And so, should that that shouldn't scare you from investing? It
0: should not. It, it should not scare you from investing. You should just uh, real, one realize that inflation is a real thing, right? You can try to close your eyes and and shy away from it, but inflation is a real thing. Whether it's a a, a gradual increase or a rapid increase but inflation is real so you shouldn't you should not stay away or stray away from the market you should invest right uh, invest in the stock market if we look at the S&P 500 over time right the S&P has averaged about 10% over time over a 20 30 year time frame 10 uh 10% So that's that's one way to to keep up with inflation is to continue investing, right? Continue buying. Now, after 10, I'm not saying every year expect a 10-year return, right? There's going to be some lows. There's going to be some highs. But on average, we're looking at about 10%. So part of your money, if you are investing for long term or if you're looking for ways to hedge against inflation, is to invest in the market and another way uh and by the way if you do hear ocean sounds it
2: means it's i need that go back to my happy place a little bit so it it may just come in automatically but in, in in you for i think i mentioned this and i didn't coin this phrase but i like it um if your money's in cash like if all your money's in cash, you're just losing money safely. So we've preached about the the importance of having an emergency fund, and you're absolutely right in that. But should we yeah. sh- should we pull a little bit more during times of inflation spikes out and get them to work for you?
0: Yeah, you know? we should. We should. I mean, um, your, your your dollars that are sitting in cash, right? So in some aspects, your your emergency fund, the dollars that you. Uh, that you putting that you're putting aside for in case of an emergency. And I wouldn't consider inflation an emergency. I'm talking about you lose your job, um, uh, medical medical uh, issues mm-hmm. that an emergency happens, you have the cash ready to deploy and and take care of those emergencies. So that call it three to six month window. I don't want you investing that. I want that to be in cash. You know, right now so we're just high to save this account. But- don't ever touch it, right? Yeah. There's high interest savings accounts that are paying 0.5%. Two years ago, they were paying 2%. You know, it's one of those things that don't expect, you know, just temp- temper your expectations. Don't expect them to grow. It's there for an emergency. But out, once you figure it out, right, what's that comfortable, that safe amount for you to stay uh, that, you, that you'd like to have in cash, anything above that, let's get it working for you. Right. Let's get it. Let's get it actively working for you, um, especially if, whether you're a retirement planner or you're saving. Right. If you're saving for a house or you're saving for, um, you know, a, uh, you pre, uh, uh, the, the gap between let's say we work with clients too that uh, that want to retire at 50, 50, like 55, mm-hmm. but their 401k isn't available without penalties until 59 and a half. Yeah. So what do we do in that four and a half year window? Right we've got to build some type of a income bridge between that time, so we're we're investing in other accounts that aren't quote unquote retirement accounts, but that might have a twenty year window when we're when we're when we're trying to reach that fifty five year target so those dollars right those dollars that are not part of your emergency fund get them working for you
2: speaking of retirement, and we talk about this a lot we have talked about it a lot um What part of your retirement plan is the best and most effective in factoring in inflation? Because I know, you know, you have a lot of you should have multiple sources of income, you know, like with a fixed indexed annuity. That's going to be guaranteed income. You've got Social Security, which gets a little bit of a cola every now and then. So what are the most effective strategies to factor in inflation in retirement?
0: So you know we look at you know obviously like you mentioned before. So you have that that social sec- so when we look at your income stream during retirement, right? You'll have social security. Social security. Again, you mentioned the COLA, right? So right now, year at twenty twenty one, the cost of uh, cost of living adjustment social security is one point three percent. So that means you're getting uh, from last year to this year, you got a one point three percent raise if you want to consider it in your mm-hmm. social security. On uh, so you have that. Uh, if you have a pension, right, from your employers, some of them do give you a, uh, a cost of living adjustment as well. Like I said, we do some work with federal employees. They're getting about a 1.7% increase on their FERS. So now you have Social Security and you have your pension that's getting the increase. So that's one way to uh, to adjust and adapt for inflation. And then so smart, safe growth maybe in, in your then, retirement? And then smart, safe growth, right? We have some dollars that, uh, that are you know maybe that's your uh, call your 10 year window right so for the next 10 years this is this is this is the money this is how we're going to be investing and this is these are the assets we're going to be using for income uh, or to supplement your income during the time frame so in that aspect maybe we're shooting for you know if the S&P's done 10% over time maybe that's the account that we're we're expecting somewhere between you know 5 to 7% mm-hmm. right so, yes, we're not taking on a full breadth of the market, but we're still experiencing some growth inside that. But from 11 to 20, 20 years down the road, right, that's where we have some money that can that can be at, that we can take a little more risk. We can take uh, some smart risk behind it. Maybe that's the dollars that's, you know, we're shooting, almost say like we're shooting for the moon, right? But we're shooting for the 8 to 10% over time. Right. Okay. And then and then you, and then you have the smart safe or right? you mentioned the fixed indexed annuity. I'd call that your smart safe money, money that is, you know, we tell our clients if you're doing a fixed index annuity, you know, expect four. If you get anything, six or more, you're baking us cookies. Right. Mm-hmm. That is that is what mm-hmm. um, our expectations are. So now you look at now you look at what that o- overall pie looks like. We've got social security and your in your pension. That's going to be the foundation of your income. You've got the fixed index annuity that is your uh, smart safe money. That is going to be you know again four to four to six percent. Those are your expectations, but you can't lose money, right? So in seasons of volatility, you know for a fact you're not going to lose any money there. Then we have some money that's at, that's in the market again. tempering our expectations five to seven percent. So. So put those three together. That that's a nice that's a nice that's a that's a nice pie for our call it ten year time window, and then from 11th on, you know we have this slice of your slice of your pie, slice of your uh, investments that's getting uh, that we're investing in a ways that we can get the eight plus the 10 percent plus returns over time.
2: Well, you got good strategies. I mean, we said we were going to go to war with inflation. Finally, yeah, we're going to war. I, I want, and you need to. Especially now, uh, I have just two questions here. First off, um, what is worse for the economy, inflation or deflation?
0: Ooh, that is that is a good question. Because, I, I mean, deflation sounds better?
2: nice because,
0: you know, <laughs> on the surface. It does, on the surface, right, it does sound nice. Like, hey, you know, the cost of goods aren't going up that yeah. often. Uh, but deflation over time, again, can have a... Uh, Basically, a a negative impact on the market because if the entire if the entire market or the entire economy, put it that way, is in deflation, then what you can you can buy more for you can buy more for less tomorrow. Yeah. So again, it's 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 a sense where people are 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 going to pause their spending, right? They're going to delay any type of purchases because. Hey, if I just wait it out, right? Going back to the um uh the example of lumber, right? If I just wait It could I know, go I over. know my I know my deck needs to be made. I know I know I need a new deck, but if I just wait six months, if I wait a year, it's gonna cost me probably I'm just throwing the numbers out there, twenty percent less. So, to build that, my, that to build that my friend is so never gonna get
2: their deck built because they're holding <laughs> off now because of inflation, but they'd hold off for deflation too. Right, because like, I go feel some, like I'm
0: going to pay too much today. It's going to be less tomorrow. Right, so I will wait. I mean, um, we, we see that in the housing market sometimes. Right, yeah. Uh, right now, it is a it's a seller's market. Right, it's not super, where some people think that house home prices are just you know skyrocketing. Right, they're just it's just it's just so high to purchase. It's just so much to purchase a home now. Yeah. So there are some people that are sitting on the sideline, waiting, building building their savings right so maybe when they walk into uh buying a home they could put 20 percent down for instance but they're waiting for the home prices to go down yeah but like you mentioned well what happens if the housing prices continue to go up right right and you're and you bet the wrong and you and you made a you made a wrong bet it's scary it's scary, right? Now you're waiting. Now you're going to continue waiting, right? Oh my gosh, I'm going to always
2: make the out, wrong move. Out. I always do. I mean, I really
0: do. I mean, I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I mean, it's
2: just I, I have. I let people make those decisions for me. I I just suck at it. I just am so bad. <laughs> Look, we're about out of time here, but a quick question now. What we're seeing now because of all the. Uh, the stimulus money and yeah. we're looking at the value of the dollar and now prices are going up are we looking at hyperinflation and i'm not talking about the hyperinflation you cited in venezuela where it was uh what a million percent I, I, but are we looking at hyperinflation possibly yeah uh
0: i don't know i mean like hyperinflation is you know theoretically some economists call, say that it's when uh you're looking at prices increasing by 50 percent month over month right so uh-huh. i don't think we're looking at the uh, the true definition of hyperinflation I don't, I don't i don't perceive that's happening now but i do but in the sense of are we seeing where just in just your normal inflation starting to creep up faster uh I, I think we might be there. You know, I think we might be at the point mm-hmm. where inflation, you know, we've been mm-hmm. such at low rates for so long, right?
2: Uh, and we're looking at the currency uh, value and you know, we're concerned about that, right? Yeah. The value the of the dollar. Value,
0: the, the value of the dollar, right? And in some aspects, it's good for the economy, right? Spending is good for the economy and, and some levels of of inflation is good for the economy, but it's all about easing into it, right, and and uh, and and adjusting to those inflationary measures. So, do you think it's the like stimulus dammed, like checks damned if you do, damned if you don't? right? You know those
2: stimulus checks. Do, do you think they were effective? Because I, I mean, the idea really is to get that money out in the economy. And I don't know. I haven't seen any studies on how people used it.
0: Yeah, I haven't <coughs> seen true studies, right? I've seen, and I've seen, and I've heard. I've seen. Spending at at like the Best Buys. Mm -hmm. I I remember the first day, uh, or it was the first, you know, kind of week when the first checks were came out. I was at a gas station. Uh, I was buying, I don't know, uh, energy drink or something. Mm -hmm. And the woman in front of me um, was talking to the cashier and said, "I just got my stimulus check and I just went to Best Buy and bought a TV." Okay, you know, Mm -hmm. so she stimulated the economy that way, and maybe she kept Uh some. To keep
2: maybe putting in the bank, some. but she treated herself uh, to a TV, and she
0: stimulated the yeah. economy. Yeah, there were some that invested the money, which was good for them, or if they, you know, uh, if they had some positive returns, or just maybe yeah. this is the first time they're able to invest, so they they just use the money to invest. But that doesn't necessarily stimulate the economy, right? That's, okay, that's that's, that's, that's right. just investing. Uh, there are some that you know they needed it, right? They needed it yeah. to to make ends meet true. And, I mean, there's uh, some, and some yeah. areas that. Pay bills, pay bills, right? So uh, I haven't seen a complete study of where the where the uh, the stimulus checks have gone overall, but I I'd say in some levels, uh, yeah. I mean, for instance, I was talking to a client today. I was doing a review, and he said that for about two months, from like May March to May. Yeah, he does. He is self-employed uh, contractor, that like construction worker. So he does mainly in-home uh, renovations. Mm-hmm. So for about a two-month period, he he didn't see much work, but in May he started getting phone calls of, "Hey, I need to build an office in my home." Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? The uh, my unfinished basement. I need that to be completed now. So he started getting more work, and he's been very busy okay, since. Great. And so. That stimulated his economy right uh so yeah, i mean well, I, I think some of the some of those dollars have been have been used to 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 fuel the economy
2: one final thing we did run over, but it's a great topic um when we get back to normal as normal as we can with the economy and yeah. and people aren't as badly needing stimulus, you know a, a countrywide like we did during the height of the pandemic just to pay bills, and a lot of people did would it not be a good idea to send out one more wave and that that one will maybe stimulate the economy better because some might look at it as found money and just go spend it <laughs>
0: that theory is a good theory I never thought about it that way right but you know when things go back to normal and someone and we're getting maybe not the same 1400 or whatever the number was but if everyone got a check for $200 right 500 200 500, but then yeah. it comes back to then then that has a major impact of where does the money come from, uh, uh, who's gonna pay for it? Is it coming out of taxpayers' dollars? And uh, then all of a sudden at the, this the, point. Uh, the fears the, the fears <laughs> really? of tax rates going up, right?
2: It might just uh, be a half a trillion for that. <laughs> I mean, what's that? What's
0: another trillion? Uh, <laughs> right?
2: I mean, I'm just—I remember when this happened. Uh, it happened a couple of times during, during I believe, the George W. Bush administration after 9/11. Uh, I know one came out, it was, and it wasn't big. It was like you said, it was about 200, one buck fifty, you know, one seventy-five, something like that. Uh, but I'm just wondering if we might need just one last shot out there.
0: One last stimuli. shot. Well, we still have some more checks coming out, right? We have got the child credits coming out later on this year, yeah. so. Let's see what happens after that. Okay.
2: Well, hey, I love this. A really, really good conversation, Mo, and um, and you just keep it going. And this is how I'm going to title this for those searching for a podcast. I'm going to write all caps inflation with two exclamation points. Ooh, that's good. That'll get their attention. That'll get their <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but be sure to you know like subscribe. Um, and if you subscribe, you're going to get this every Friday at noon. We drop a new every one. Every yeah. Friday, no matter what inflation rates are. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and the cost of this uh, will not go up for you because it's not <laughs> costing you anything. Well, Mo, we will, we'll get back together next week. Yes, we will. And you know what we're going to do? What?
1: Untangle Finances. I like it. We'll see you then. We'll see you then. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts.